0: I'm not used to being in so much light usually I sneak around here in the cover of darkness I put my stuff in display and I was looking like everybody's looking at me you know? if you ever wonder what I do sometimes I actually trip up here you know what I'm saying how many of you trip when you're walking around your house with lights on yeah okay y'all are incredibly honest nobody on this side trips okay no one I'm preaching on next weekend truth okay hey today we're in this new series called he shall be called it's right out of the narrative of Isaiah chapter 9. It's just a, one passage. It's a beautiful passage on a Hallmark greeting card. I've gotten this card so many times with this verse. I have read this passage hundreds and hundreds of times. I've studied it over and over, and I thought, man, this is just a great title for our king this Christmas season, just to make it right. So if you have the scriptures with you, open your Bibles, turn on your tablet, go over to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And I think I listed it right here on the top of your notes. The reason I'm wondering is, I tell you, we, we've had a week, we still are having internet problems. Y'all can pray for that on your prayer list if you want to. Our upload and download and all that is crazy and Drew's been, you know, pulling stuff and stuff doesn't print doesn't work it's just we are so driven by our computers and technology and internet it's just been a little challenging but hey it made it amen if not you would have just had a blank sheet you could have drawn pictures i made your christmas list this morning but I just put a few notes here look there with me hey why don't you stand we're just going to read it right here together stand up with your worship guide for some of you it's the first time you've held it (laughs) turn it over to the back and look right there i even put the name of jesus today in red You can circle after you sit down, but let's read it together. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You can be seated. And you're saying, man, we've already seen that on a video, we've been hearing it in a song, we're going to hear it this month. I'm praying before long you're going to go man that's god's name that's my savior that's my redeemer that's the one that i worship every day that's the one that i invite others to come near and worship him this christmas season there's something about names you know i've told you before when you are having a baby you buy baby books you bore names you have you get family names you get weird name i mean you get uh uncommon names you get awesome names and you name your child and it's amazing, some of the names you come up with, and over the years, and, and then there's trends, and there's names that are popular in that decade, and it changes, and I remember one time when we named our daughter Rachel, and that wasn't a very uncommon name, it's a very biblical name, but we actually had some people in our last church, they all went out and started their naming their daughters Rachel, and I thought, really? And uh, so it's interesting, my daughter, she has not named her names for her children, uh, the ones that everybody necessarily has but I want you to listen to is I thought this is interesting about uncommon names there were two brothers to be burned I mean to, uh, to go into the electric chair in Texas and you know what their names were I thought this was hilarious although it wasn't funny but burn and fizzle was their names twin brothers okay and then there was two police partners one time and they were they were like our Jimmy our drummer they were out you know protecting society and you know what their names were go forth and catch them it really were i mean you know just just names you know and in the scripture there are probably 256 different names of the lord it's just amazing on the names that we have for god for jehovah but in isaiah 9 6 that we just read we get descriptive royal titles of jesus christ and the church said Wait, and the church said, I love these names. These, these names are majestic. They are powerful. Nothing supersedes these names. And today, in every service today and next week and the following week, and then on the 24th we'll have two services, because on, the, on that night I'll come back and do the shortest message ever, and everybody goes, I mean, that's my favorite. And it's about 12 minutes, and I'll do Prince of Peace. But this morning we want to look at Wonderful Counselor, the Magnificent One of God, and how we need a wonderful counselor you know when i was in college i took several counseling and law courses and everything else and then when i got to seminary it took a lot of pastoral counseling classes so i've read extensively i've, I've done extra training in this i constantly read about it i, I want to be a more effective counselor but i tell people let me go ahead and tell you right up front i'm a general counselor and and that's about the scope of my education in that And I'm able to help people to quit bleeding and not die and kill one another. And I've seen God do a lot of miracles. But long-term counseling, that is not the thing that I'm known for or want to be known for. And I try to get you headed in the right direction, pointing you to Christ and working through things. And I've learned tools and all those things. But eventually, I'm going to get you to a specialist. If you have a heart problem this morning, you want to go to Doc in a Box and to a general practitioner and no other doctors. And that's the end of the story not when you're sick and you have a need for a specialist you go to a specialist and there are special counselors i have a whole list of counselors in my office i mean they're not actually in there that would be cool but i have a list of their names and for different things and because i feel like they're like the specialists in this area but there is one counselor and he trumps all because there's individual counseling there's couples counseling there's family counseling there's group counseling there's support groups i mean there's just all these types of counseling some are led by professionals some are lay led but at the end of the day, it's just good to have some counseling. I- I've told you here before, I had a counselor. Uh, you know, for years, I am pastor, I don't need any help. And that's, that's just dumb. And I remember one time I was at a, an event with Bill Hybels Willow Creek, and he talked about the need that he goes to a counselor. I'm like, man, this guy's a genius, and he goes to a counselor. And I ended up getting a counselor. Matter of fact, he went to our church. He said, right there where you're sitting, Dr. John Mark Trent love Dr. Trent. How many of you knew Dr. Trent? Hold your hand up and go, glory. Yeah, he was awesome. And Jesus took him home. And Jesus and I still talk about that about once a quarter because he was so effective. He was a former pastor, PhD, teacher, blah, 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 but very effective counselor. And I thought he was good. I never called him wonderful counselor because that's reserved for Jesus. But here, the point that I'm trying to make this morning is you just need a counselor. And it might be this morning you're in here and you have some issues in your life and you really do need counseling and that's not a sign of weakness. That's a sign that you've admitted that you need something outside of yourself to get healthy. And that's okay. I I think that's healthy. And the body of Christ said, it's okay. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's okay if you need counseling. Just turn to them. See, if I stopped there, some of you would just carry on in the conversation and you'd go, and I will be your counselor. You know, sometimes you you know it's a great thing about all these devices and we don't have long distance charges anymore and you just call people and you get free advice and (laughs) sometimes it's about worth what you paid for it and uh and then sometimes you really get great counseling you get biblical counseling my wife and i took a course in the early years of the church it was a 36-hour course we took together did it every week it was called nathetic counseling and it basically means it's just biblical counseling it was really good lou priolo taught that and we would go and we were trying to be equipped trying to learn more about how we could be more effective as ministers of the gospel of christ but this morning i want you to know here's the great i am jesus and what it is you look here in isaiah and i said go to isaiah 9 verse 6 but you really need to back up so if you got your bibles open turn over to chapter 7 and it starts over there with the sign of emmanuel and king ahaz and what he's doing and, and yet there's this whole power of alignment and that the, the nation uh, is split into tribes. There's 12 tribes, there's 10 tribes, and there's two tribes. And the northern kingdom is called, okay, I'll tell you. I can tell you, you didn't take Bible history. The northern kingdom is called Israel. Say Israel. Israel. And the southern kingdom is called? Very good. You know your Bible. Okay, you can leave now. Go ahead. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm just teasing. Stay here. So, Northern Kingdom, <laughs> somebody's like, man, if I just get the right answer, I can walk out early, I'm going to start studying my Bible. Hey, that'd be pretty cool. Like, why, not, why does nobody come? Because they actually study their Bible now. Okay. But here it is. There's there's 12 minor prophets. There's five major prophets. And the major prophets that we read about, you know, Jeremiah, Isaiah, different ones, they tend to talk a lot. They tend to be verbose. Their writings tend to be so long, those, these prophetic books. And this book, this month, around uh 730 bc is is attributed to isaiah himself and he's wise and he loves god and, and basically you, you go through this story and it's like god sends the prophet isaiah over to the king here and basically and, and there's these alliances they're going to try to get together and they're going to try to take out people because i mean don't worry about that don't do that i just invite you to read here in chapter seven but i want you to look down at verse four because as you look at verse 4 you know how you see these things posted all the time and it goes stay calm does anybody know what i'm talking about you know these little things they have these little sayings and stay calm let me tell you where the original stay calm came from look here in scripture with me, in verse 4 say to him be careful keep okay you don't get it keep calm Keep calm and don't be afraid. Do not lose heart because of these two smoldering stubs of firewood, these, these nations that will try to rise up. And then he goes in verse 6, let us invade Judah, let us tear it apart, let us invade southern Israel and tear it apart and divide it among ourselves and make the son of uh, Tobiel here king over it. And yes, this is what the sovereign Lord says. It will not pl- place, the Lord says. It will not happen here. He's like, no. Because you see, basically what he thought was, I'll just do my own thing. I don't need God. Anytime you and I choose that we go, God, I got this. God, I do it myself, you're on the road to disaster. Somebody ought to just write that down. Because anytime you get outside the will of God, anytime that you don't do what God's instructed you to do in Scripture, you've heard the voice of the Lord, man, you're just in trouble. It's, the climate of Israel, though, at this time of Isaiah, is very separated, it's very divided. And it's just a lot of craziness going on in the land among this remnant of people. But I want you to move down. He he, he goes in verse 10 in chapter 7. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. And he seems all spiritual. Basically, what he's saying is, I don't want God to tell me what to do. Hey, don't raise your hand. But I bet you've been there before somebody's asked you did you pray about it did you ask the lord what he would have you do and in your heart of hearts you go no of course you'll say something you'll fake it or you try to fake news i mean or whatever you try to be spiritual but then you go no i didn't ask him because He might have asked me something that's going to cost me something. He might have asked me something that I didn't want to do. But the joy of the Messiah, of how he comes here. And when he talks about this Messiah, and this kingdom, this is the kingdom that will never end. This is that eternal kingdom that is forever. You know, and and when I think about the second coming of Christ, and when he comes to reestablish his kingdom here on this earth, a new heaven, a new earth, all that's exciting. We've talked about heaven. But here, in this day, They're just trying to establish peace in the land. And their Judah, he's just telling him, hey, I'm trying to make it right. God's just saying, Ahaz, people, trust me. That's a great word any day, especially Christmas but other times. God, I just want to learn to trust you. I want to trust your heart. God, I want to trust your word. If you've spoken something to me, God, and you've got to be reading the Bible to know if God's speaking or if he said something, but when you see it, you go, God, you will never ask me to do something that is inconsistent with your word god's word never contradicts itself how many of you believe that this morning it doesn't these titles they just describe jesus and as we look at different ones but today we talk about wonderful counselor the one that we can trust there's this whole big push over the centuries over the decades in our lives that people are counselors and people rise up there's been a great one in recent years that's risen up and his name is dr phil and a lot of people go to <laughs> whatever okay and it, we, we could have gone down a psycholo- uh, psychology trail but anyway but dr phil and then of course you had oprah for that big season i guess you know people would run to her and they'd run all these ones and and then uh, the, the one of the ones i love is dave dave who David Ramsey, he's he's a counselor, he's, he's a financial counselor. And he has spoken to me as in he's, he's spoken life about freedom and making good, wise decisions. And those are based on the word of God. And there's just different counselors, secular counselors and spiritual counselors. Maybe right now you're saying, Pastor, I have a counselor that I, I went to in another city or I go to another city now, or, or there's somebody I see, or I, I would honestly say this. If there's a young person here today and you're praying about what to do, this might be something that you might pray about in your lifetime. God, I want to help people. I want to be used to Christ. I want to prepare myself, and maybe I could be a counselor. Wouldn't it be awesome if God raised a couple counselors up out, uh, up out of our church? How many would like that? Okay, you've never been to a counselor, okay. Well, let me just tell you, there's a need, because there's some counselors that aren't very good. Now, don't say any names. Don't, don't say anything, but... Have you ever been to a doctor that wasn't very good at their practice? (laughs) Why did everybody go, yeah, I'm going to one right now. Okay, And what happens when you don't feel like your doctor is very effective? What do you do? You keep going and spending money, and you go, man, you're so good. No, you don't. You change doctors. Sometimes you just have the freedom to change a counselor, and you go, I I need a more effective counselor. But the one we're talking about today is the, the wonderful counselor of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He has no need to learn. He already knows everything. He's already figured it out. He's never stumped. He's always wise. Man, I just, I I love this counselor. I think about this Christmas. And uh, as I was writing and preparing for this message, I thought about you and different ones of you that I pray for on a daily basis. And I thought about how hard Christmas is. And just a moment ago, I thought about a friend in the room that how this Christmas would be tough for them, their, their first Christmas without a loved one. Those are always tough. You've gone through a, a, a tough divorce or a separation or your kid and you have, have gotten estranged. And you're just like, God, I've got to have help. God, I need answers. And yet, here's this wonderful counselor that's created the world. Do you think he could handle your situation? Absolutely. Do you think God is stumped by the circumstance that you find yourself in? Oh, you could go to a good credentialed counselor, and they could be very effective and help many people and maybe not be able to help you. But I will assure you, there is one, and his name is Jesus, the wonderful counselor. And you can go to him, and you will never surprise him. (laughs) You will never go to him. He'll go, let me get with the Father and the Trinity on that, and I'll get back to you. I don't know. You know, I've told you before, in, in my counseling, Sometimes I get into situations, and, I, and I've read and studied and done this 35 years professionally, so there's a lot of things that I know. But sometimes I get into situations, I go, oh! And you don't do this professionally, you don't go, oh my goodness! On the inside, you're going, man, you're messed up. And, 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 you're, and you're just trying to figure it out. And I, I cannot tell you how many times I've got into situations, and I was in over my head, and I'm just praying, Holy Spirit, come and meet with us come holy spirit and be the god that you are wonderful counselor come and fill this room and give some answers and i cannot tell you how many times god has given just the word he's given a a passage he's given an insight he's given a revelation here's what i've learned because i'm a pastoral counselor people come into my office and if it's couple counseling let me just tell you listen watch this somebody like i've been there one is more talkative than the other one who do you think brought them there any guesses the one that is talkative wants to be there they tend to be more flexible the one that got drug i mean pulled i mean they were brought to the session they do not want to be there i've had people look right at me and go preacher i don't want to be here i'm going glory to god that's i couldn't tell I, was like, I remember one day doing premarital counseling. I never will forget this. This couple came to my office, and they were all in love, and we'd been walking through life, and they just goo-goo-eyed, and they came in that day, and they, they were just a little sharp with each other. And I noticed he, I didn't have a couch like I have today. I had chairs, and I noticed he pushed his chair a little farther away. And that's not usually happening in premarital. They're usually sitting there holding hands and looking at it like, man, get out of here. This is goofy. And uh, so they're looking at each other. And finally we started and we started going. And, and, and then I just went, we had to stop. I'm catching no traction. Something has happened. Y'all don't like each other very much right now. And they looked at me, and they go, how'd you know? I said, well, it don't take a rocket scientist. There's something." They said, we had a major blowup before we got to your office. I don't even like him. He goes, I don't even like her. And I thought, man, this is going to be awesome. And we diffused it, and we walked through it, and they made it right, and they put Christ at the center, and they lived happily ever after. But that day, I was thinking, man, y'all are like wasting my time. You're wasting your time. This is not looking very good. And I'm going, I knew this passage but there's a wonderful counselor and he can get to the to the depth of the heart and he sees look, look right here at the outline with me the word wonderful means astonishing extraordinary i like that just uh this is the one that's incomprehensible this is the one he wonder there's a sense of awe about who jesus is about this counselor of god uh, He's extraordinary. He's he's unbelievable, delightful, pleasing. But in Hebrew, it it goes past that. It moves into the miraculous. So when we say wonderful counselor, we are saying miraculous counselor. How many of you are glad, if you know Christ, that you know and serve a miraculous, wonderful, awesome counselor? How many of you like that? Yeah, that's his name. So as you talk to him this season. Lord, you're, you're inspiring. You're extraordinary. Lord, you get it. I, I, I trust you. Uh, you know, I, I, Lord, I, I hadn't figured this out, but I, I need some help. I, I need some guidance. Lord, I, I need to look to you. But look at the next one, the word counselor. It means advisor or idea ruler. It, it's one that uh, this counselor means they are one that instructs, they guide. And that's certainly what our God does. He's a God that gives direction. He orders our steps. He leads us. He directs us. I don't know this morning, I, I bet people, if you were sitting there talking with one another, and you'd go, do you need direction? Some of you go, I really need some direction in my life. Well, this is the one that I submit to, that I'm trying to point to. I point to him in every way I know how every weekend. I don't want to point to you because my mom said it's rude to point. You know, some, I, when I first started preaching, I, I would do this, you know? And then people are like, why is he pointing at me? You know, and I'm like, don't point. And sometimes I can still point, but I'm, you know, I need to do that, don't I? <laughs> point back at me. But, but I want to point to him. I want to point to the Savior. I want to point to the wise one of heaven, uh, this wonderful God. You know, the word wonder in Scripture is never used of man I mean we're fearfully made but the wonderful one of heaven is god himself god we we look to you you are beyond our human capacity i can't grasp how great you are counselor but i look to you uh you know when we talk about this counselor thing you ever had a financial counselor you've had a legal counselor called an attorney You've had all these different counselors that show up in your life or you invite them or you pay them because they're professionals in their field and they give help and healing and guidance. Well, this is the one that's eternal. This is the one that crosses over all the different lines. When I think about the Gospels, I've been reading the Gospels a long time and I love to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John often and read them and read them and read them. And in that, I always see the wonder of Jesus I, I think about the things that I see, all these miracles, the, the dumb speaking, the crippled that get healed and they begin to walk, the lame walk again, the ones that are blind and Jesus touches them and they begin to see. In story and account after account of Jesus, you, you, you see these things and you see that this wonder was the first expression expressed by the shepherds when we talk about Christmas they had wonder in their hearts as they were being led to the Christ child. I think about the wonder was the reaction of Joseph and Mary when she found out that she was pregnant, great with child, the son of the most high God. Do you think she had wonder? At first, I think she had great anxiety and freaked out, but it led to abandonment to her God and to love him. Wonder. I think about his pre-existence, it's wonderful. His incarnation, you always, you should oh, here it is, it's Christmas. You have to talk about the incarnation of God, that God came near. Love, hope came near in Christ. Incarnation. Do you think the incarnation of God is wonderful this morning? Church, do you think the incarnation is awesome? Yeah. Without the incarnation, we don't have salvation. We don't have a mighty to save. We don't have a savior. The miracles, the parables, they're wonderful. The sinless perfect life of jesus i can only describe it wonderful his death and resurrection wonderful because in that my sins are forgiven and i have a way to the father i cross over the chasm of sin so this morning if you find yourself hopeless would you look to this wonder of the wonderful counselor look to him Man, I'm talking to people, and a lot of you have got it all figured out. Maybe everybody's doing good today, and next week you're like, man, I need this message now. Or, hey, my, my aunt needs this, or my brother needs this, or my mom needs it, or my enemy needs this, or my colleague needs this, or my neighbor, somebody needs it. Well, here he is, wonderful to advise, to be deliberate, to, to look to him, to trust him. I like what Scripture says, come to me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest because I'm a wonderful counselor. This morning there's probably some folks here today that are you're just tired emotionally you're tired spiritually you're tired relationally you're just tired and I think I would in, encourage you and me today so man I want to run to Jesus man this this next week I, I go out to Tulsa in the morning for my brother's heart surgery and man I'm just believing I know and I, I know you're praying please pray it's Tuesday morning heart surgery for my brother Jimmy And I'm just believing that this wonderful God, my mighty Savior, is going to be with him, he's going to walk with him, and I've entrusted it all to him. Just like I entrust you, I'm standing with you, I'm entrusting you to Christ. And that's a good place to be, isn't it, church? Because there's one that is higher than the things of this world. He's got it all figured out. He's able. He's more than able. We listen to the counsel of Christ. Look at these two truths. You're saying, wow, he didn't put many notes in here. But look at them. Number one, don't become distant from the counselor. Don't grow distant, dismayed, put off, discouraged. Just don't be distanced from him this season or any day. His words are are most important. In the story here, if you read Isaiah 7, 8, and 9, and all through Scripture you'll see that people get twisted. They drift from the plans of God, and they miss the peace of Christ. They miss the peace of God. But when we get in right alignment, man, that things, things get right with this wonderful counselor. So I just right here, don't become distant. And it's easy to get distant from somebody. This season, there's probably somebody today that is distant from somebody in your family. And my prayer is somehow, by the grace of Jesus, This season, you could choose to to come close to them. You could choose to to get your heart right back with them. Maybe it's a family member you're estranged from. Maybe it's a brother or sister you haven't spoken to in years. Maybe it's a parent that you've not talked to in a decade. I don't know what it is, but don't grow distant. The wonderful counselor, he'll go ahead. He'll make a way. We can trust him. The Bible places a high premium on wise counsel, though. Look at the second one. Don't ignore this Christ. Oh, I, I, I say it every way I know how don't neglect god and his word lord i don't want to ignore you any day but especially in a season that's so wrapped around you if i get it right i don't want to grow so distant but then i just get disconnected and i ignore you and i miss the plans of god that want to prevail in my life lord i want to draw near you've come near jesus that's christmas and Lord, so I want to draw near to you. I want my relationships to be about you. I want you to come and, and to fill in the gaps and, and heal the wounds of my heart because there are many. Listen to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. It'll come up on the screen. A wise man will hear and increase their learning. That's what they do. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. They'll always be trying to go for the counsel of the Almighty. They'll get the counsel that's healthy, the counsel that'll lead them to wholeness. There's another passage that I want to share with you. It's uh, Psalm 33, verse 11. And and in this particular passage, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation to generation. And we're part of that generation, aren't we, church? And his counsel stands. His counsel stands. Is, is true. His counsel is noble. His counsel is right. His counsel is fitting. His counsel is holy. His counsel is spot on. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because I, I just wouldn't do that. But if you've ever been to a counselor and somehow they pegged you, they nailed you, it was right on and you left there going, that was a good visit. Well, this God this wonderful counselor he nails it every time and that's what i'm just saying lord help us to run to you you know our president he has he has counsel he has a spiritual counsel of about 50 pastors from across the country he has political and legal and economic and social and every every kind of counsel you've got in teams and advisors And if you don't, I encourage you to pray for our president and for those in authority, because Timothy says, pray for kings and rulers, that they be surrounded with good counsel. And the church said, see, it's our responsibility as Americans, as, as Christians, it's our responsibility to pray for those that rule over us, that they might make good decisions. But here's what we do. That person is so dumb. Can't believe what they did. I've been there. I got the T-shirt. And yet God's calling us, pray for them that they would have wise counsel. But at the end of the day, whether it be a senator or a congressman or a president or a governor or a mayor or a town council member or a teacher or a principal or a president of a company or I I don't care what it is. Just pray. God, give them counsel. Give them wise counsel. God, no. Help them meet with you. Because God, I know you'll direct their path. God, I know you're wise. Lord, I know you're the wise one. Lord, you're worth more than all. So, the church, you know what part of the church is? We're a big support group. You came to a support group this morning. Did you know that? Some of you are like, I'm not sick. I don't need a counselor. Yeah, you do. You need Jesus. And everybody said, Yeah, I need Jesus. But also in here, hopefully you'll find some affinity and you'll find some health and you'll find somebody that won't judge you and somebody that'll love you and accept you and they'll help you and they'll guide you in the ways of, uh, of the Lord. Jesus is his presiding counselor, he, he to rule over our actions, and yet in Christ's ruling and this wonderful counselor, there's always the counterattack of the enemy, and he comes to steal and kill and destroy. As I tell you all the time, it's just part of his deal. And the other thing is, Jesus is a permanent counselor. Here, here's what's happened to me as a pastor. Over the years, I have counselors. I told you I have a list of counselors, and I'll just go ahead and tell you, if you're a young woman, this is a great fill for women. I always have a shortage of women counselors. I think part of it is because y'all are so intuitive and y'all are so compassionate and caring, y'all burn out quickly. And over the years, I have lists of women counselors and they quit, they retire, they just like, man, no more. And then, so I'm looking, and then when I'm looking for children's counselors, you find that. So what I'm saying to you is here, there, there's these counselors that we need in our life. And it could be that, man, may God's gonna begin to speak to you, but what I've learned is i have a list of counselors, And then all of a sudden i will refer somebody and they go they quit they took their shingle down they were temporary counselor they went five years 10 years 15 years that's it aren't you glad jesus is a permanent counselor that he doesn't take his shingle down go no more you know what you are so messed up i'm not talking to you anymore i mean man our god he never sleeps nor slumber he is a mighty god isn't that awesome church I, i love that man i mean hey you that are married, have you ever been laying on your pillow trying to go to sleep and count the sheep or do something, and somebody wants to talk to you? Has that ever happened to anybody in the room? Yeah. And you go. Here, here's what you ought to tell him next time. His name is Jesus. Talk to him. Good night. No. I mean, that's probably not going to make for a good marriage. You're probably going to be on the couch. But it would be good to go, look, I, I don't know. I can't fix it you know, and, and then sometimes you can help them, you can lead them, you, you've got some principles from God's word, you have some insight, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just going through, he's a permanent counselor, he's a pardoning counselor, I love that, scripture teaches he becomes the sin bearer, he takes on our sin that we can be forgiven, what, what a Christ, and, he, and he's that, here's what I love about him. he's a personal counselor, write this down, Psalm 73 verse 24, Psalm 73 24, listen to this word, You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me into glory. I like that. My God, your God, if you know him. Scripture promises that he will direct, that he will guide you in the counsel of the Almighty. And in this Christmas season, when we talk about wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, that's right he 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 is oh i'm i'm sorry i raised my voice I'm, i will i lower it sweetie i love you she is so sweet probably upset her i scared her her mom's just whispering in her ear now here be calm okay all right so um just talking about counseling yeah okay so we we want to be wise we we want to run to him we want to trust him you know you know one of the names of jesus he's the ancient of days Just write that down, Ancient of Days. I've always, we used to sing a song at AUM, Ancient of Days. I love that name of God. He has always been, He always will be. Isn't that a great God? It's not like He used to be God, but He traded in being God, and He is no more. No, he is God forever and ever, and He rules. He's a source of salvation. We need counsel, we run to Him. He's this counselor that uh, He has a proven track record. That's what I love about my God. My God always knows, He's always right, He's always caring, He's always knowing, He's healing, He's right on. And this morning, It could be that somebody's going to end up making an appointment with a counselor this week. Man, praise the Lord. It could be that you're just going to decide to spend more time with Jesus this season. And your gift to Jesus this year is, Jesus, it's me. You want me. I'm going to give you me, Jesus. And I want to spend more time in your presence. And the scripture has a verse, in his presence there is fullness of joy. What do we sing about this morning? Joy. In the presence of Jesus, there is joy. You know, I was at three funerals this week, folks. Three funerals. Man, those are tough. Did one. Is that a couple others? The thing was, the hope of Christ was there. That was the joy. But at the same time, man, I was ready to come in this morning. I wanted to come into the house of the Lord and sing praises to his name and have no funeral. You know what I'm saying? How many got excited about that? Like, yeah, man. Like, you know. I mean, how many of you just go to funerals for fun? You just look at the obituary and go, I just want to attend funerals this week. You do that? No. Oh, no. You're, you're looking to see if your name's in there, and thank God it's not. Amen. I love it. You know, my dad used to do that. I said, Dad, my dad read the paper every day. First thing he did, he was so religious about it. I go, Dad, what are you doing? He goes, I read the obituary, son. First thing, and then I read the sports page. I go, what are you looking for? He goes, my name. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, you ain't gonna find your name in there, okay? But you know, you, know, you know how my dad did that? I asked him one day. I said, Dad, Why do you read the obituaries? And he grabbed me and he said this. I'll never forget it. He said, son, you remember when your mom got killed? Yes, sir. He said, people were so good to me. And people took off work and they drove all across the state of Alabama to be there for me. And he said, I decided that day that I was going to be at every single funeral that I could be, that I could allow my schedule to be there because I wanted to be there for somebody else. He was not a christian when he told me this he became a christian later made an indelible imprint on my life because my dad had been touched by god through the body of christ through people that did that as people came alongside to walk with this man that had just lost his wife man he's a wonderful counselor and he comes near and his counsel will always be consistent and he's never limited in his knowledge. I like that there's no limit to our God. Nothing messes him up. Nothing, you know, just goes, I don't know. I'll get back to you. And he's always there. And he doesn't, you know what, The other thing about this wonderful counselor, he doesn't tell you just what you want to hear. He tells you what you need to hear. And usually it's getting right with him and turning your life and your direction around to him. So here it is. I'm going to just close it out right now think jeremy's going to come to the piano how we must approach this wonderful counselor how do we approach the counselor of heaven the wonderful counselor jesus christ here it is not your notes left you plenty of room and you can write it down ready number one we have to be completely honest with him write that down how do you approach the counselor of heaven you're completely honest father i have blown it father i am hurting so bad and i lay my heart before you it's just an honest admission of need for him to not keep the real problems from him because he already knows them but lord i just come i want you to transform i want you to touch i want you to cover this by your blood and then the second point is this how do you approach this wonderful counselor you have to want to be Healed. Let me say it again. You have to want to be healed. In John five, there was that great question that Jesus asked: Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be whole? In some translations. And that's one of the greatest questions I ask everybody I counsel. I go: Do you want to be well? Do you want to be right? So sometimes people are like, I just want to nurse this. I just want to walk in pain and agony. I just want to hold on to it. I'm like, okay. But if you'll be honest with God and you have a desire in your heart to be healed, I believe he will meet you every time. So be honest with him. This Christmas season, you know, we have a lot of different scenarios in this room. Some of you have so much joy right now, you can't contain it. You are so thrilled about this Christmas season. That is awesome. Some of you are indifferent to Christmas. It's like, yeah, it's Christmas, whatever. I feel sorry for you. Some of you are hurting right now. And I pray that this wonderful counselor will draw so close to you as you draw close to him. And y'all do this. And he carries you. This is the beginning of a Christmas series. Next weekend, mighty God. Hope you'll come back. But hey, let me remind you. We're going to meet tonight at 5 o'clock. Could you come then? It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's pray together jesus i love your name your name is precious and it's above all names and your name is the name by which we must be saved may we call upon the name of jesus lord we trust in you we draw strength from you god counsel us whatever the need might be today this week this season god help us to have the first response that we turn our hearts our minds our eyes toward heaven and then may we somehow be able to turn others towards you and may we somehow as corinthians says with the same comfort that you have received share that comfort with one another so god help us to share the comfort that we have found in christ with somebody that needs it this season in that we'll be like christ that's your goal for us we love you father we love you jesus christ and we love you holy spirit you are a wonderful counselor and god's people said amen